there's been a lot going on with Michigan hoops lately um, from people coming, people going, people going to the NBA. So uh, I need my friend Kellen to help me out with this. So, uh, Kellen, welcome to the huge show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be on. Yes. Uh, so just a little bit of background. Uh, Kellen is a graduate of Zealand East High School and was once my son's youth basketball coach. So uh, I, I'm happy to get you on the air and, and reminisce about that as well. But uh, let's, let's talk. Look, Hunter Dickinson is no longer with the Michigan Wolverines program. And you wrote a great column for Mason Brew uh, about the impact that the NIL had on his transfer um what what's the basic crux of your uh your column there kellen uh well thanks for thanks for reading it jeff and thanks for shouting it out i think that the basic crux of it is um and this has been a problem that michigan fans are uh painfully aware of is that michigan's been kind of lacking in the nil department you know as we've seen the landscape of college sports change over the last few years with certain programs embracing NIL and getting the biggest deals as possible to not only get athletes to come to their school, but to keep them in school. Michigan's kind of been abrasive towards NIL. They haven't fully embraced it. Uh, Jawan Howard's had quotes about it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh certainly have quotes about it. There's progress being made in that department with Michigan. Uh, most recently, the, the program's embraced uh, Hail Impact as one of the officially sponsored uh, NIL organizations with Michigan. But you know, if you're if you're not willing to to give these guys opportunities to make money while they're in college, they're going to want to leave for a place where they're going to be able to make more money. And I don't I don't blame Hunter Dickinson at all for making that business decision for himself. Yeah, and he chose to go to Kansas, which is one of the the big 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 boy programs in the NIL world, uh, Kansas basketball. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask. So, Kansas is obviously a basketball school. It doesn't really emphasize football all that much. Is Michigan's football different with the NIL, or is it like an entire system-wide thing where they're, you know, it's, it's not going for hockey or women's basketball or volleyball or anything like that? It's just Michigan as a whole. Are they behind, or is it specifically the basketball program? Uh, from what I can tell, it's, it's system-wide. Uh, we've been covering it uh, for, for years now on Mason Brew. That it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an issue that's continued to affect the program, and, and it's, it's something where, you know, when you think of Michigan, when you think of leaders and best, when you think of the prestige with the program, you would think that that would come with large, a lot of NIL opportunities. And when you look at Michigan compared to the powerhouse college football programs across the nation, like Alabama, Georgia, USC, those programs, there's way more NIL opportunities at those schools than there are at Michigan. And it's a legitimate part of recruiting now to be able to um, embrace NIL. And whether you like it or not, uh, the better your NIL is at your school and the more opportunities there are for college athletes to make money off their name, image, and likeness while they're in school, the better your school is going to be at accruing talent and eventually, you know, uh, getting more and more wins in that department. So, I just, I, I, it's an issue that Michigan fans have been clamoring about for a long time, and it's something that needs to get better at the University of Michigan. Yeah, the times are changing indeed. We're talking with Kellen Voss from Mason Brew, uh, talking some Michigan recruiting. Um, on that front, how is there, how did Jawan Howard do with this year's recruiting class and his incoming freshman? Uh, I know uh, there's some consternation about Caleb Love making some, some interesting tweets, but it sounds like he's committing. Um, is, is that their class, or what are, what are we looking at coming into the Wolverine program? So coming in next year, uh, there's going to be four new players for sure coming in next season. Three out of the transfer portal, and one as a as a you know old quote unquote old school uh, freshman recruit. Uh, in terms of the transfer portal, a name the name that everybody probably knows is Caleb Love, uh, star point guard for UNC. Uh, well, actually shooting guard, but uh, star guard for <laughs> UNC. 
famously led UNC on that run to the national championship game, had a stellar game in the Final Four uh, to, to beat uh, Duke and Coach K in Coach K's final ever game at Duke. Uh, and and was was great on that run to lead that team to a lot of success. And uh, he's he's definitely going to be a lead contributor for Michigan this season. They've also picked up two guys who are probably fit more in the role player category with Namari Burnett out of Alabama. He's your classic like guard who comes off the bench, provides a lot of energy, plays a lot of defense, will get a bucket or two in transition, but isn't going to create a lot for himself offensively. Uh, Trey Jackson at the four, that's probably the biggest position in need in the program, uh, being that the four spot was a little bit of a question mark last season with Terrence Williams and Will Cheddar and sometimes Terrence Reed playing that spot. Trey Jackson is a guy who's played a lot of college basketball, who, who shoots the three well, uh, almost 38% from there, that can come in and, and, and give you buckets. And then the sole, uh, the sole freshman in that in their class this year is a guy by the name of George Washington III. Uh, played high school ball at Chaminade Julianne in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Four-star recruit. Uh, profiles is a bit of a combo guard, I would say. Uh, I'd say he's a cross between, for Michigan fans listening, I'd say he's a cross between Eli Brooks and Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman in terms of his game. You know, he can get to the bucket. He can score at the mid-range. Plays with a lot of energy. Great defender. He could see himself getting some minutes as the year goes along, uh, but but for once, Michigan actually has some guard depth with the transfers coming in. So as much as it sucks that Michigan's losing, not just Dickinson, but a lot of contributors, Jet Howard, Kobe Bufkin, Joey Baker, uh, you're picking up a lot of solid recruits. you got to give Juwan credit for um, being active in the transfer portal and still fill, picking up talent to fill all the spots that Michigan needed to fill this offseason. Yeah, the transfer portal is just a, a, a very different animal. And, and between that and NIL, um, it's it's changed so much the recruiting and, and retention of players so much, even in the last five years, that, uh, you know, Juwan, I, th- I think Juwan is actually navigating it pretty well, and it sounds like you feel that way as well. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that completely. I think that uh, you, you've seen whether it's, it's a lot like NIL when the transfer portal. You know, whether you like it or not, this is the new way of, cho- of college basketball. This is a, this is another tool to use to recruit. This is another tool to get talented players into your program. And either you embrace it and you fully buy into the fact that hey, you're, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover year after year after year, or you you're you're a stick in the mud that gets left behind as a program. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen with Michigan. Um... Speaking completely non-partially, as you know, Kellen, I don't have a rooting interest in that argument. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, speaking with Kellen Voss from Mason Brew here, uh, and you brought up uh, a couple of guys that are no longer in the Michigan program that are attempting to make the jump to the NBA. And I wonder if you could uh, enlighten me on the the general draft feel and outlook for for guys like Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard, uh, specifically Kobe, because this is a guy that I... You and I have both watched him play in high school here in Grand Rapids. Just a tremendous talent. We saw his game really take off, I think, about midway through last season. It just felt like he took it to another level. Um, and how high is he projected to go? What what type of pro is he projecting to be? Yeah, Kobe Bufkin was probably a fan favorite with Michigan this past season. You know, he's a local kid playing at Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, he's actually the only guy that was on Michigan's roster this past year that played high school ball in the state of Michigan. So I think that's oh, wow. a little bit of connection. Yeah. Um, he and he he took off as the year went along. You know, as the uh, as as he got into Big Ten stretch, he was the guy taking shots at the end of games. He was the he was the lead guard. He was the go to guy when Michigan needed a bucket. He could shoot the three really well. He was Michigan's best driver. Uh, great finisher at the rim. Uh, great on ball defender. Six four. Great length. Transformed his body over this past off season. Got a lot stronger. 
Uh, believe it or not, he was actually Michigan's youngest player on this past year because he, he entered he entered Michigan a year early, and so he was the youngest player on Michigan's roster last season. And so NBA teams see that, and they see all that um, all that good stuff, and they, there's very few weaknesses in his game. And I'd say he'd probably go top 20, top 25 in the NBA draft. I'd be shocked if he, uh, with how much he's rising up draft boards now, I'd be shocked if he falls out of the first round. Um, and then Jet Howard uh, is, is another guy that's going uh, to be on the lookout for uh, NBA-wise. He's got higher upside than Kobe because, he's he, let's face it, he's a 6'8 wing who can shoot threes, and he's the son of an NBA player. You know, those guys are always going to get picked pretty high up in the draft, you know. Uh, he didn't have as much – I'd say on the court, he didn't have as many memorable moments as Kobe Bufkin did. But Jet Howard, when he's when he's on, he's he's incredible. That Iowa game they had earlier in the year, he scored 34 points and was going toe-to-toe with Chris Murray, another guy who's probably going to be a first-round pick in the draft. And he's, he's an incredible guy when he's on, when he's hitting shots, uh, needs to get better defensively, needs to get better as a rebounder. But I'd say he probably goes a little bit higher than Kobe just because of his upside. But, yeah, I could see both guys getting drafted in the top 20, top 25. That's a good mark. That'll help the recruiting uh, ag- angle, too, for the, the traditional recruiters uh, who are tr- looking for high school kids. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jet Howard, it always felt like it always felt like he could have done just a little bit more at Michigan. You know, like he, it, you brought up, he, he had some great games. He absolutely did. But there was always times where it's like, man, I wish he was just a little bit better than what he is right now. Did, is, did you get that feeling watching him at all? Yeah, I think that a lot of Michigan fans got that feeling watching him. You know, it was I think personally it was a bit of a lack of consistency with him in terms of, you know, he relies so heavily on the three-point shot that when the three-point shot's not falling, you can see his body language uh, kind of drop as the game went along. And the thing with Jet Howard is he was a below-average defender this past season. He didn't rebound a ton. So when he's not making shots, it's like, what you know? What is he doing well out there? Yeah, other than be, other than being Jawan's son, what's he doing well? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and um, it's similar to what Michigan fans saw with Caleb Houston last year, where it's like if Caleb Houston's on and he's making shots and he's an offensive weapon for you, then it elevates the ceiling of the Michigan team, and they can beat any team in the Big Ten, and frankly, a lot of teams across the country. But if he's off and he's not making his shots and he's shying away from the ball late in games then there's not much you know, weight to having him out there. I think that being in an NBA system and getting more spacing for him and allowing him a better opportunity to create and get, his, get up his own shot and get mid-range shots will be good for him. But at Michigan, he just he wasn't consistent. And when, it, when the moment, you know, when, when, it, when the going got tough, Michigan went to Kobe Bufkin and not him. And I think that says a lot about Jet Howard. Yeah, also says a lot about Kobe Bufkin, too. Um, and and sure. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep rooting for that young man because uh, I watched him in high school, like I said, and I... There's a whole lot to like about Kobe Bufkin's game, and I do think it translates very well to the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely. So we're talking with Kellen Voss from Mason Brew. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit to a little bit more around the Big Ten. I saw that Boo Booey is headed back to Northwestern. Uh, he initially declared for the NBA draft and has now decided he's going back. Uh, is that is that something that we should be concerned about if you're a Michigan fan? Because, I mean, Northwestern, coming off of a very impressive year, that guy can really play. Is there anybody else that like is maybe waffling? Um, any Michigan people, Michigan State people that are you know applied for the draft and are like, ah, I don't know about this. Maybe I'm going to come back to school. Yeah, I'd say you know Boo Booey is, is is one of was one of the best guards in the Big Ten. I think he was he was either first team on a lot of the the media polls and all Big Ten polls, or he was just under that. Uh, super super great kid, great scorer. Um, was was the was the lead catalyst for Northwestern in a lot of ways this past season. 
Um, I think that, you know, it's a little early on in that process in terms of who's, who's declaring and who's not. It's hard to keep track of all of it, honestly, with how many <laughs> yeah. guys are transfer portal and all that kind of a thing. But I would say that it, it's, it's, it's great that they have the opportunity to go and test themselves in this, in the draft combine and against other pros to see not only to get a fair evaluation from teams at what their draft stock is, but to see what they can get better at. You know, Hunter Dickinson declared, uh, he went, he went to the draft early after his freshman year and went to the combine and teams told him that he needed to get better as an outside shooter. He needed to get quicker on defense and he needed to be more versatile in the post and not just have a hook shot in the post. And he got better at all of those things. And now I'd say his draft stock's a little bit higher now. Granted, he's been, he's been in college basketball for a while now, so that's going to hurt his case. But I think it's great that guys have this opportunity to be able to test themselves like that. And Boo Boo is, is a name that Michigan fans should know because Northwestern is yet again probably going to be one of the better teams in Big Ten when it comes to college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that you brought up the, the little thing about Dickinson there, about how he applied and was told what he had to work on, and he did it. But the fact that he did it at the college level, not the pro level, hurts his pro prospect chance. That's that that's a weird thing. Um, but but speaking from an NFL perspective, I love the fact that a guy can declare and hear like actual viable feedback from the teams that are interested in drafting him and say, "Hey, this is what we want to see you do X or Y," and they get a chance to go back and do it. And I wish the NFL would allow that. The NBA does a very good job of doing that, uh, and Hunter Dickinson's going to benefit from that. Uh, uh, talking with Kellen Voss here from Mason Brew. Um, I, want to, I want to switch gears to football, too. Uh, I know you're a football fan, Kellen. I know yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, what's your expectation for Michigan football this year? I know I know we're still a ways out. You know, the spring game happened, and you know, we, we still got all kinds of things going on. But your basic outlook for what's going to happen with Michigan football this year, should, should we be ordering repeat, you know, national, you know, BCS tickets, not BCS, college football playoff tickets, or should we, you know, be thinking about going to the Rose Bowl? What, what, where, where are they at? Uh, they, you know, they're they're still at a great spot. You know, Michigan uh, saw a lot of guys drafted in the NFL draft this past weekend. Mozzie Smith, Luke Schoonmaker, a lot of uh, valuable con- contributors got drafted. But there's still a lot of talent within the program. You know, J.J. McCarthy's coming into his own as a quarterback, and he's returning next season. Donovan Edwards is a touchdown machine, and uh, they they have. Uh, two years running now, they won the they've won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. And if you've been follow, paying attention to their recruiting classes, like they 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 probably have their best crop of recruiting of of offensive linemen coming in this next year. And so they're they're continuing to get better in those in that department. There's still a lot of talent on that defense, and it's 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 to the point now where. Um, it, it's funny that Michigan, uh, Michigan basketball seems to be a little bit in the transition of, of like, you know, they're, they're not quite going to make the tournament now. They're not as dominant as they used to be. Michigan football is as dominant as it's ever been. And these past two years of beating Ohio State, of, of getting to the Big Ten Championship, of winning it, of making it to the college football playoff is, is incredible that Michigan's at this spot. I think the next step now is to get to that spot, get to that big dance, and actually challenge the big boys in that dance. You know, challenge Georgia, challenge Alabama. Michigan has the talent to, 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 to challenge those guys rightfully. They just need to, to execute and, and get things done on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They, uh, they, were, they have built a very impressive program. And I'm, I'm proud of Jim Harbaugh for recognizing what he needed to get better at as well. Not sticking on that theme of, of, of identifying where, you're, where you need to improve. I think he's done a very good job of hiring people that um, mitigate his weaknesses and accentuate his positives. And it's just translated over to the team. And that offensive line, my goodness. Uh, they are they are a factory, and uh, that's they're they're going to win a lot of football games. You, 
I, I have the epiphany. I don't know if you agree with this because you were an offensive lineman once upon a time, Kellen. I saw you play. Uh, the uh, you can you don't necessarily win games in the trenches, but if you're good in the trenches, it's going to be a lot harder to beat you to lose. Yeah. And they're 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 doing a fantastic job of doing that uh, and and stocking up on it. Uh, anybody anybody that stands out from you that might you know we're not we're not hearing much about now that might take a leap this year for for Michigan football. Uh, you know I. I, I'd say that you're, you're, you're exactly right on the offensive line stuff with that. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, that, that Sharon Moore has been the offensive line coach, and now he's the sole offensive coordinator for Michigan. If Jim Harbaugh ever does leave uh, in the next few years or so, I'd say Sharon Moore is a shoe-in to replace him as the head coach at Michigan because of the consistency that unit has had and how good that they've been over the last few years. Uh, in terms of the offensive line that, that's coming in, uh, there's still tons and tons of talented guys all up and down uh, that roster. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of pieces like Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinter and stuff, but, you know, a uh, lot, lot of guys graduating. But you still got uh, Giovanni Elhadi, uh, Reese Atterbury, uh, lots of guys in there, Miles Hinton. I think he might have graduated, but um, I'm not as as kept up on recruiting in terms of especially offensive line stuff. Um, but I know that we have tons of stuff about Mason Brew about, about the recruiting and how the offensive lines continue to improve here at Michigan. And it's, it, it's exactly right what you said. You know, you're not necessarily going to win a game because your offensive line is not do- win a, win a title because your offensive line is dominant, but it only raises your floor as a football program when your offensive line can control the running game and control the trenches. And you can always pick up five yards, six yards, seven yards on first down, second down. Michigan has been able to do that the last few years ground and pound football and they're going to continue to do that again with all the talented recruits they have coming in awesome kellen kellen voss with uh Mason brew i'm going to let you out of here on this how much honolulu Kulu, honolulu blue kool-aid easy for me to say have you been drinking as a lions fan i've been drinking quite a bit of it jeff uh i love what <laughs> they did draft. Uh, i don't listen to all the national analysts because just because they're go- just because their mock drafts of the lions had a bad draft doesn't mean the lions had a bad draft I love Jameer Gibbs as a guy they can pass to out of the backfield. I love Sam Laporta as a tight end that can they can slide right in as a as a weapon over the middle of the field for Jared Goff. I uh, I love I actually love uh, Broderick Martin, the kid they got out of Western Kentucky. I think he's going to be a great nose tackle for uh, the Lions. Uh, and you know I, I I thought you had a really good piece last week about positional value, and it's 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 interesting to see that like yes the, it it limits what you can do first round wise, especially with Jack Campbell and that kind of a thing. But if all those guys end up being solid starters for the Lions down the line, then I think a lot of people are going to love this this draft class for the Lions. So I, I'd say you know living in Metro Detroit now, the it's the the excitement for the Lions is 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 super huge. And if they come out the gate and win a few of their first few games, oh boy, it's going to be fun to go to those Lions games. Absolutely, I, I am I'm really looking forward to it. And I uh, as I said it earlier in the show, if you're doing this sort of thing and taking the, the running back and the linebacker early. You better get the right players. I think they got the right players. I think you think they got the right players, too. Absolutely. Awesome. Kellen Voss from Mason Brew. Thanks for joining us, Kellen. It's, it's, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, I will, I'm sure, see you at some Zealand Chicks basketball games this year. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you did a great job, buddy. I will be coming back to watch Mickey play with Lane, so it'll be uh, it'll be a great time. Well, <laughs> all right, I feel for you now after after all those years of watching Lane and watching him grow up and stuff to, to have him be you know getting to going on visits and stuff. How does that feel for you as a dad? I tell you what, it, it's a lot of fun. We did uh, we did a camp this weekend where he did very well for himself, and uh, he's got a couple of offers now. Uh, Michigan Tech is is in the lead, but there's, there's other contenders coming on. But it, it's been it's been great fun uh, watching him grow, watching him become uh, the, the young man that he is from 
as a, as a former coach of his, I got to say I'm I'm proud of, of of everything he's done. Well, thank you so much, Kellen. That's that means yeah. a lot, and and I know your dad has been a big supporter from him too, and and stacking that team back in third grade, in the Zealand Rec League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kellen Voss making his huge show debut.